Today on the Bar Rescue After Show, we have coyote sex, farting bulls, and one very resentful daughter. We have so much to talk about here on the Bar Rescue After Show, so stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bar Rescue After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. If you guys are tuning in on the YouTube, you can see that I finally have my co-captain back in his seat. Kevin, it's so great to have you back. I'm, I love this show. I do such I mean, a good episode. I, I think so many years into it, I'm still talking out loud to the TV, embarrassing I myself. I almost feel like we should be doing watch-alongs for this show. Because Kevin and I watch it together, guys, and... You know what? The thing you have to give the show credit for is it's producing interesting, unpredictable moments of television. Yeah, it is. And that's hard to do nowadays, it's you know? It's so hard. It's a well-produced show. I mean, how show. do you... St- I don't really think they could let a possum... <laughs> release know. a possum to go through a, a bar set. I As great as that is. It was so great. And, and they even had his hiding place. <laughs> a little yeah, hole, the hole in the wall. <laughs> that's what's so great about this show is no matter what formula you'll be getting, they're always breaking the rules. And you know you're going to get at least one or two shocking moments on right. a show like this, which is so great. Of course, guys, the show we're talking about is Bar Rescue. Paramount Networks hit their bread and butter. And if you guys haven't tuned into this after show before, we are the AfterBuzz TV after show for Bar Rescue, where Kevin Undergaro and I come here every week to obsess over this show just as much as you are. Today we're covering Season 6, Episode 35, which is crazy. crazy. Uh, it's the Tipsy Bowl, which was renamed from the China Grove Trading Post. And we're talking all about that episode today. We will not only be talking about the episode, but we do have some Bar Rescue updates Things aren't looking great for this bar as they have been for the last three. Sadly. So we'll be talking about that as well as our Taffer takeaways. And we're so excited to get into all of it. Really quickly, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. Thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, the Kevin Master. Kevin Undegaro and uh, yes, Jeff Graham, aka Jeff Scam. We Jeff also Scam. have some kind of bar rescue news. We do. That you just that we should tease as well. Yeah, it's been an interesting last, especially with the last three episodes. There's some interesting feelings around the bar rescue community. I have some comments on the bar rescue update page, sort of with the fans saying how they feel about all of this. So we'll be getting into all that later in the show. We can't wait to because we're just as obsessed with the show as you guys are. Before all of that, though, Kevin, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Um, I was excited. At, you know, I always go back to the construction. That's my favorite part is mm. the renovations. And when I saw the outside, I was excited because I, I bum out when it's in a mini mall mm-hmm. and we're limited. And I, my favorite bar rescue is are the ones where he can be John is allowed to be super creative. Yeah, I hear and you. I, I just was excited when I saw the bones mm-hmm. of this. The outside looked great. It looked like uh, uh, they could do something really special with. And then I saw Megan, the daughter, and that staff, and also was excited because, um, yeah, just amazingly horrible. Amazingly horrible. Yeah, this was a great episode. I feel like this was an episode with a, a lot of potential, and it reached most of its potential. Um, it was great it to did. Have... We, I think you, you said earlier, I think we needed more Megan. I think we needed more Megan, Meg, especially. Yeah. I was so excited to see such a strong female team with Mia and with Tiffany Derry. They're two staples of the Bar Rescue yeah. Recon team, and both of them are such hardworking, type-A personalities. Yep. And I would have been interested to see the way that them as two badass, successful, put-together females could have mentored Megan in that scene. Yes. Because I felt like I feel like Megan is the type of person who's not only been burned by the world, but maybe specifically been burned by, you know, douchebag guys. I don't want to make assumptions about her life, but I feel like what she needs is a strong powerhouse woman who's made success based on her career and her go-getting personality. So it would have been interesting to see how she dealt with a female energy maybe versus a male energy. Back up. 
Let's back up. If you're going to really say Megan's been burned, she's yeah. been burned by the fact that she's been overindulged. That's true. Yes. Okay, you can see her parents, you know, either she walked on them or they didn't discipline her. More likely, they didn't discipline her right. ever. And I feel like she's just kind of done whatever she's wanted, whatever makes her right. feel good in the moment, whatever, wherever she gets pleasure. Pleasure, she just does. Right. And, um, yeah, those people are, like, the toughest to deal with. And then, you know, we... You know, I'm sure alcohol mm-hmm. has a say in that, too. And we see that in a lot of these, uh, I, I would have to say 80 90%. Now, as you're watching the more with me, Jeff, like, do we not every week see oh, yeah. how much alcohol plays a hand? And clearly, the staff, you know, was soaked in booze. You were watching You can truly... see it on their faces. You yes. know, Megan soaked in booze, mm-hmm. you know. It's this show, the more and more you watch it, the more you realize you're, you're watching addicts, you know, try yes. to deal with yeah. Yeah. in whatever capacity it is. But John does such a good job for what he can, but he's coming into a tough environment because like he's dealing with addicts. In a matter of days. Yeah. And when... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. In the, it was interesting, the father said, you know, she's like dealing with an addict. And mm. it's like I wanted to take out the word like. No, she's an addict right. of some kind. Absolutely. To something or things. And, um, and yeah, even her just logic. And the way she argued was how most drunks argue. I totally. Like there's, nothing, there's nothing logical. They just, yeah. I um, just think it would have been really interesting to see her interact with Mia but, or Tiffany. Yes, but she was so far gone, Jeff, she couldn't. Yeah. Now, as a fan... Yes, wish we had had more of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but in the, the reality is usually when someone's that like deep in it, you know. And by the way, when, not to cut to it, but at the end, did you see how bad she was sweating yeah. at the the you know the 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 renovation? So I don't know. Maybe it was just Texas heat, and she was just sweating, which right. I get. But that looked like withdrawal. Could be withdrawal. Could be alcohol. Just too much alcohol. Whatever. I mean, it, it was. Uh, yeah, could be. And you never know. Listen, in all fairness, maybe she was working and trying, right. but I doubt it because I think they would have, I would think the producers would have included that. Yeah, this for was... For lending a hand. They did such a good job of dealing with this staff because it was a little bleak, I feel like, the people we were dealing with. I really appreciated Raymond and Wendy, who are Megan's parents. They were decent. They were decent people. It was very interesting to learn. At some point in the show, John said he was driving five and a half hours. I'm assuming that means to get into Dallas to, you know, or was it Houston? Some big Texas city to be breadwinning for his family. Yeah, or, or or do we even know if they're still together, the mother and father? I, I got the impression that they were still together, and he okay. was driving every day, and she was managing the bar now, but the show made it seem like it wasn't a personal separation. It was just truly professionally, this is what they had to do. Um, so that was wild to hear. Of I mean, course, that's... Megan has two kids that the mother also takes care of. I mean, yeah. I see this so many times. Yeah, so this was messy. In families, you um, know, and, and, and I was saying to you, um, you know, once... A kid like that has kids. That's what just makes it so hard. Then mm. it's like the grandparents are locked. I see this so much. Yeah. I see so many grandparents who just, nope, the kids are like, no, I'm going to be 12 years old forever. You're always going to take care of me. And if you even have any second thoughts, well, guess what? I'm going to bring some grandchildren to make sure 
I'm going to be 12 forever. Wow. So you're going to have to always take care of me and take care of them. And then the your parents feel bad for the, they're attached to the grandkids. Right. That's so they, interesting. They don't want to let the grandkids down. So that's like, where do you draw the line? Mm, especially because then it's your family. It just gets complicated, it gets doesn't so it? It's so complicated, so hard to go, you know what? You got to back off. And um, listen, I think John did his best with this. Mm-hmm. You know, the best he, he did. could. He did a you great know. job because in general, this staff, I think, was a bit devoid of passion. You know, I think John, Mia, and Tiffany really had to come in here and try to bring some life into these bartenders. Listen, when, you, when you medicate, you know, I was telling you that before, you mm-hmm. know, it's like when someone's drinking a lot or drugging or whatever, it's just really hard to see any kind of passion. Yeah. It just invites such darkness right. to excess. I mean, on the surface, it all looks, you know, I see like people in Vegas fifth pumping and I'm like, I wish I could be them. And, I, you know, I've heard you've heard me say it on this show. Like, I wish I could be there drinking and having fun with all of them. But <clears throat> that's the surface end of it. Right. The reality is the people that are living that life. Uh, on, in an ongoing way, it's it's yeah, it's too much. It gets dark quickly. Yes. Um, but what I, that was what I appreciated was having this team with Mia, Tiffany, and John. They really did what they could here. Yeah, I, also, I agree. Though with, yeah. you know, with Tiffany and Mia, and you know, Mia is my favorite. Her Phil and Lisa Maria, my favorite um, mixologist, and Tiffany's amongst my favorite in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you're right; it was they were perfect for this. Right, they were. I especially it was fun because we were sort of lacking the passion among the staff. I appreciated the moment when we brought Brandon in who is Megan's older brother. Let me make sure I have that name right. Yeah, it, but, was, it was Brandon. Um, that was a cool moment to see. It does show how much there is to be said about the types of people you're dealing with. Because when we get to the stress test, we'll talk about how that was kind of a game changer for their staff. Right. In terms of this bar, we're, as I mentioned again, we're dealing with the China Grove Trading Post. I looked it up. The name China Grove actually comes from the area of Texas they're in. So they're uh, in China Grove, Texas. Gotcha. So that's why John didn't. Knock it as a branding yeah. oddity. Um, but it's right. even still, I will get to it, but I love what they did with the renovation. But we're in China Grove, Texas. And again, this was a huge bar, a really nice exterior. And there was so much potential here because it already had some theming to it. And when we were watching it, we, you know, Jeff, you had picked it up. We saw so many when, when, um, Wendy went behind the, um, into the kind of office area. Her we, corner is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and we saw a, a whole other section mm-hmm. of a bar. And this was a really big place. And I have a feeling that either at one time this place really cranked when someone else owned it, uh, or they overbuilt thinking they were going to get more people. I don't know. But even the kitchen, there was so much equipment there and yet wasn't really being used to its fullest. Yeah, and it, yeah, I completely so agree I, with yeah. that. Um, so during recon, we get some very interesting behavior on some hand. It's kind of a typical recon, right? Yeah. yeah. Uninformed bar staff don't know what a Paloma is. I had to appreciate Cheyenne's honesty when she goes, can you make me a Paloma? And Cheyenne says, I cannot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause she didn't know what it was. Yeah. But the two big, uh, highlight moments here was we get the coyote sex on top of the roof. Forgot about that. Amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, phenomenal. And we also got, um, the live possum. Live possum. That's the and, moment. And a big fight with the daughter. Public a, a, fight. Yes. Like in the bar. That was the breaking point. Interestingly, the fight between the staff members was who actually got to make the drink. So that's the first time on Bar Rescue I've seen people argue because they both actually wanted to this make the drink. This is when I knew Cheyenne had potential. Yeah, because she was fighting for her... I think the mother probably said, no more Wendy behind the bar. Yeah. And... Cheyenne was basically being a second parent. Yep. Being like, no, 
You're not supposed to be back here. I mm-hmm. think that's what that was. Right. Because they said, remember, Wendy was a bartender, then she would get overserved often. But this was... So um, they relegated her to the kitchen. Yeah, but in that Megan. story... Yeah. Megan, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then they relegated her to the kitchen, Megan. And um, and I've been through this before. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I was in the carny business, I was telling you, we had so many addicts work for us. And the one thing that addicts would love is they'd love to handle money. Right. Because, not saying that Megan was in this case, but uh, in this case... It's having an addict around booze. It's just a disaster. Um, but she's probably giving out free drinks and all that other right. stuff. And it's like, you know, let's just put her back there and have her flip burgers. And mm-hmm. we would do that all the time. We would just stick them back and have them make hot dogs or sausages. And most of the time they'd quit because, like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I want right. to handle money, steal, and get high. Mm. And um, But I think, yeah, it was it probably Wendy said up and down, she is absolutely not supposed to come behind this bar yeah. and serve. And so I really admire Cheyenne in that moment. She was playing goalie. She was doing whatever she could to try to preserve the integrity of that bar. Um, Yeah, interesting recon. And, of course, the most, I think one of the most interesting moments of this episode happens after recon with John's heart-to-heart with Wendy, Raymond, and Megan when he He steps in. so loving to to Megan. I know. (laughs) But in his own John Taffer way, he was. Because there's a version of John Taffer that comes in and just demoralizes her. And I don't think he did that. I think, again, John always knows how to play this game. And I think he... He was pretty pissed, though, Jeff. I thought he beat her up pretty good. What do you think? think, And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Do you think this was the right way to handle... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's because she's a cancer. Yeah, and what happens is, and I I just love how he handled it. And it's great for business people who, if you don't have the courage to part ways with somebody, which is really sad. If you don't, I have been there many many times to my own detriment and mm-hmm. to the detriment of actually other good people who want to rise and them. But you even can't those rise, bad people and even the bad people yeah. to their detriment, right? Because they're never going to get better. And um. But I like the idea of, let, of putting a pin in it, as they say, mm. which is just like, let's just take a little break. Let's recalibrate, and then we revisit this. But let's have you come into a new system. And I know I'm getting ahead to the sit-down. But, um, but yeah, no, I think there, there was no other way. The, the bar couldn't be – it couldn't be fixed with her. Right. And that was her moment. But it's hard. Like how you're, you've been drinking, there's alcohol in your body, so you're, you're, you're still kind of in that cloud plus – you're even more rebellious and cantankerous. So when he's accusing you of that stuff and he's beating you up, you just want to say, F you. Mm-hmm. You just want to tell him to F off. Right. Um, so you're not, it's not really in you to say, you know, I have some things to change and just please give me a chance. Right. That's someone who's rational and right-minded. We're dealing with someone for 27 years has always gotten their way, no matter what she would say. And they always say the same thing. It's so funny. They always say like, um, yeah, it works both ways. Like, do you see that mother Wendy abusing her, Megan? Enabling, not yeah, abusing. Not abusing, no. Yeah. But she was trying to claim. I know. Yeah, she's like, I, I've, this is learned and acquired behavior. Yeah, I was no, like, Whoa. no, you are a narcissist yeah. and a spoiled. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is what you learned to do. You know, I, thought, I, yeah. I just saw pain in that, Kev, you know? Yeah. No, you're right, Jeff. I mean, you can see on her face. You can, yeah. I mean, like, if you go and you look back at the show, and you watch her face, it looks like physical pain. Mm. And, you know, the older I'm getting, the more I'm able to look at people. And a lot of times it's the addicts. But you can see this kind of permanent scowl on their face. Mm. You ever notice that? Yep. Do you remember we were looking at some of the bar staff and I was showing you? Yeah. Just kind of that that little miserable, like, 
And you can see it. It's obvious. Yeah, it's a visible brokenness in yeah. these people. I, yeah. I totally saw it. There was kind of a permanent scowl. Just, Dar- uh, darkness. It's a, yeah, it was a bit of a darkness. Yes. Um, we did get the classic bar rescue storm away. Videotaped as she walked down the median of a highway. Yeah. <laughs> Standard classic bar rescue trope. I love Always the, here for the it. lonely guy walk. The, yes. The, I'll date myself, but the Dr. David Banner walk away on the Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. I mean, I Just know the Just needed the bag Marvel over David. her shoulder. <laughs> Just as she, you know, leaves town. Before hulking out. Yes. Well, no, it's after. After oh, all the damage that's is right. done. After you yeah, come ha- down. Always leaves alone. Yeah. Yeah, can't be with anybody. <laughs> can't ever have friends. Well, let's go ahead. We're going to get into, of course, the transformation of the bar, both with the staff and physically. But I want to quickly let you guys know a little bit more about the network before we do. Guys, we are After Buzz TV. We are the ESPN of TV talk. And we are so happy that you are tuned into our after shows right now. We are just as obsessed with television as you guys are. I know growing up, I was the kind of person who loved TV and was always looking for my my crazy tribe who also love tv as much as i did and guys that's what after buzz tv is we are a group of talented and excited super fans who are here to see you and support you and talk about every single show on television with you we cover everything we cover shows like bar rescue but we also cover prestige scripted shows like of course game of thrones we cover billions. Yellowstone billions which kevin covers yes um, and we cover soap operas, guys. We are a non-discriminatory network with our hosts and with what we cover. And we're so thankful that you're tuned into our shows. We urge you guys to check out some of our other after shows. But we also urge you guys to hop on iTunes and give us those five stars on iTunes. You don't know how much that does for our shows when you guys do that. It boosts our shows up on iTunes and actually helps us become more searchable. And we do this out of, you know, we do this for free, guys. We do this almost in a missional way because we love TV just as much as you do. So if you guys could hop on iTunes and give us those five stars, it really, truly does help. It takes Michael Klaus, one of our co-producers, timed it. It takes five seconds to do it. Wow. I know. Uh, but it helps us more than you guys know. And we will read your reviews on air. I've been checking our iTunes reviews. So if you guys want to hop on iTunes and do that for us, please do. You can also comment down below in this video if you're watching on the YouTube, and we will respond to you guys. So thank you for being super fans, and thank you for helping us continue to be the ESP of TV talk. And if you're one of the owners of the bar, which a lot of the owners and the staff watch, we're sorry. <laughs> we apologize yeah, we don't mean for to. what we've said and what we will say yes. on the show. <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. So. And thank you for we giving have to, us the entertainment. Absolutely. And th- you know what? Thanks for giving us great TV. It's very yeah. true. All right. So Lisa, not Lisa Marie, Mia Mastriani and Tiffany Derry come in to give us some suggestions for new cocktails. Mia really did her best to amp up this bar staff. She brought dry erase boards in. When is it okay to drink? Never or I guess it's not okay. Yeah. Were the two answers we got. A for honesty. A for honesty. I like that Mia at least gave Cheyenne yep. that A. She gives them um, a nice kind of gin cocktail here um, with an orange you know and granite. Yeah. A little I know you get so into this part, Jeff, but it's just... <laughs> When they start getting com- when they start getting complicated, they get nervous because they just know that these are teams that cannot execute. Right. Yeah, which we saw during the stress test. Because we also, I will say, Tiffany is one of our most excited personalities oh. behind the um, in the kitchen. I don't know if you got to catch the episode where they were working with the Las Vegas students. Um, but that was when we really got to see Tiffany in her prime, and she's an amazing chef. Oh, she's an- unbelievable. How did you feel about these nachos? I was surprised because they've they've always criticized on this show the um, canned cheese, yeah. which is what that looked like. Yes, and I don't know if they didn't have the grill capacity, if it wasn't worth investing in a, an oven. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know why 
what the choice was. I want to ask John. Yeah, absolutely. What was the choice to to go with just cheap nachos? Yeah, Seven Eleven. Interesting. I mean, she spruced them up. Yeah, and the then, pickle onions. And when we get to the and when we get to the you know the real menu, mm-hmm. you can see where Tiffany like okay she showed she, that she was a baller. But I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into this stress test. <laughs> the first thing we hear is Cheyenne as everyone's coming in. This is gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. gave you a general umbrella look at how this staff feels about yeah. work, right? right? We talk all the time, Kevin, about how there's really two ways to look at your job. You can view it as an opportunity to really make something cool and grow, or you can view it as a burden. And I think this staff was predisposed to looking at challenges as burdens yeah. rather than something exciting. So going into this stress test, we weren't in great shape, except for the fact that uh, Megan's sister... Uh, Megan's brother, brother and presumably Wendy and Raymond's son mm-hmm. came in and really had a different attitude. Yeah, he's like, I always love to cook. I love cooking. Yeah. Bring him back here and he's crushing the nachos back there. Yeah. And they, the thing I would love about Bar Rescue, some reality shows don't do this. They acknowledge when things are going well. So John is able to say right. the stress test isn't going well, but Brandon's doing a great job back in the kitchen. Yeah, the pre-program shows it's everything's bad yep. and everything's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that. It's really because you feel like you're getting an honest, it's authentic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the bar, as always, is not going well. The staff just can't handle it. No. And you know, the thing I appreciate about Mia here was she was able to acknowledge that there's a level of competency here that's lacking, but there's also just a lack of training. These Mia's women, so good. She's so good. Such a good mixologist. Such yeah. a good teacher, and mm-hmm. she's so clear and she yeah. articulates so well. Yeah. So this is in some ways a pretty standard stress test. Yeah, standard. Um, things don't go well. John shuts down yeah. the bar. Yeah, standard. Which gives us the chance for a round two on our um, menu. Yeah. What's interesting was this was kind of integrated with the look at the blueprints in the area. I've never seen it formatted like this. So as John is looking at the area, he's looking at China Grove, Texas. He's talking about the demographics. They're discussing the menu, and these new um, recipes and cocktails are like interstitials during this scene. Kind of cool. Again, it's Bar Rescue changing up the format and the formula. Yeah, and I, I think... Um... It was nice that Mia mentioned the photos and taking photos of pictures. Yes. And then John mentioned that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's so important. So it's so smart. It's really smart. Social media has really, really redefined how business should be conducted. Yeah. We're learning that here, Kev. I mean, if you guys look at our yeah. social media, we've done a huge revamp of all of our platforms. So it's cool. It's cool to see the show acknowledging that. And Tiffany shout out came Tex Max. Mm-hmm. And this is where it was like, yeah, yeah, that was those were great. The the I still want I like to find out why she was so limited, but I mm-hmm. have my suspicions. Yeah. Those these tacos look great. They looked amazing. Yeah, anything deep fried I love. Um and this gets to our second heart to heart, which I thought was a really moving part of this episode. It was great. Megan came in now from a few days, probably mm-hmm. sober. Yeah. Um, calmed down a little bit. And uh I think there's hope for her because she she copped to some stuff. And then I think I liked when John was like, You'll come back in a couple of weeks. I like I really bummed off because I was saying to myself, Oh no, come on, John, don't get soft. And then when I realized, no, no, no. I bet you they really do need her mm. because I think the other kid, the other brother's a temporary fill in. Yeah. Um the mother's already taking care of the kids anyway. Right. So if we can make it work, then let's make it work. But the thing is shut down and reestablish rules. Yeah. And let's establish, make a new world order, then come into that. And it's so important in management, you guys, like any business you have when you're in this situation, so important. You know, we have that happen here. 
all the time. Yep. Where I'm very concerned, like, hey, let's start anew, mm-hmm. and let's make. And I'm very concerned. I know J Lo, you're in the booth right now, and you're new here at AfterBuzz, but I'm like very concerned with J Lo, Ryan. We have some new people yep. here, and I'm very concerned about the um, the platform they're coming into, mm-hmm. and making sure that that platform is consistent and um, you know set up. So for success, and then they, then it sets them up for success. Work or, culture know. is such a huge part of the success of a business. Yeah, huge. And Megan, as John mentioned, was a cancer to not only the business but the culture of yeah. the. Yes. So it's really smart yeah. for them to you know pull the pull the pull cancer. Out the cancer. Out, you know, get through chemo, get everything yeah, out, clean and then, out dodge, clean yeah. up dodge, and then come into this is how we do things. Yep. Here's where we put things. Here's how we now. Absolutely. Here's our menu. Here's our uniforms. Yeah. It's cool. It's one of those moments in Bar Rescue where you kind of can create these moving moments of television because you're dealing with real stakes, real yeah. families, real jobs. So this was a moving part of the episode. Yeah, and seeing great. both mother and daughter reconcile was pretty cool here. And then we get this renovation. And there was a lot of stuff I really liked about this renovation. Um, I, I li- Again, I liked it at the beginning because we got to see big, giant place redone, and um, which ends up being more work for them. But mm. it's just great as a fan. I loved it. I love the sign. Yes. With the bull- and, 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 you know, and I, I think I've mentioned this to John before, but I would like to see, I like when we see not just cool renovations, but inside those cool renovations are cool innovations. Mm. So when we do something like, hey, let's come and, and, um, and ring the sign, you know, I think that that is such a great gimmick, you know, mm-hmm. because I mean, look at like the front. It looked like an old Western yeah. bar. You know, like it looked exactly like when you see old Western sets from yep. movies. Like, how do you not do something with that? Wraparound porch. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I love it. And the name Tipsy Bull, great. It's great. And big sign, Tex-Mex, perfect, really legible. Um, it's nice when the renovation really zeroes in on a theme. You know, it's a mm-hmm. tipsy bull. When you pull the sign, it tips. People are but drinking. But even that innovation. Yeah. it's That's what I love. The and, return on investment for that is so great. You yeah. know, it's just a rope that's moving and, the and sign. And that's all but, it is. It's just a rope moving the sign, but it's that extra bit of thought yep. that you put into your business. I always admire that when I see business owners that do that, but I love it when we do it on Bar Rescue and I, and I bum out the times we can't. Mm-hmm. So I love seeing that. And then... Um, when we went inside, I loved the Texas stars everywhere. I mean, it looked like they kept the woodwork in there, and they just kind of um, freshened it up with, with lacquer. Yeah. And But then it was a lot of star themes and obviously cleaning up and putting in the taps. Um, we both were, at first, I liked the farting bull. And then, because you would ask me if I liked it. And, I, again, I was excited because it was different. It was innovation. Right. But then I think that you know, flatulence in a bar around food kind of conjures. It's tough. Bad thoughts. I think in my mind, there wasn't enough of a jokey bar to have that joke. I feel like if you you're know going what? to have gimmicks... it should have been the it should have been the opposite. Meaning, yeah. it should have been the head of the bull, and out of his nostrils, totally. the steam. And it's we're it would, it's midnight. We got to keep going. We got another two hours of drinking. I like that. And out comes the steam. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, it's like. So yeah, I mean, I would say that was a that was, I wouldn't say it was a fail because I liked the the innovation, but yeah, yeah, I think that could have made it better. I mean, not tonally exactly what we want for this. Yeah, right. Well, overall, we loved the renovation, and um, we do have a ton of juicy updates. But Should we Kev, do updates or news? And yeah, let's we can uh, anything else before? I'm, no. Gonna, okay, great. No. Let's go ahead and move on to some. I think we can kind of combine updates and news, right? Okay, it's all sure. Closely tied. That's so let's get that drop going. After-bus. 
So this Bar Rescue update kind of factors into a bigger trend that's been happening with the last three or four episodes of Bar Rescue. First, let's talk about where the Tipsy Bull stands. So, RIP, we're doing another post-mortem, guys, for another bar. The Tipsy Bull is unfortunately closed. Uh, We do have some positive reviews. Fans have said that I can't say enough about the outstanding service and friendly atmosphere. Lisa does an amazing job and makes the best blue Hawaiians ever. Um, And you know what? No real negative reviews here. So, well, what we know is that this was back in 2018. Yeah. was the renovation. The increase in sales, it did increase from the time John renovated it, but not significantly enough to save the place. And this is kind of a trend that's been happening with the last three or four episodes of Bar Rescue. And um, there's been some public posting online from disgruntled bar owners. I'll be interested to get your take on this. But before we get into this, let's continue to update with the bar. Yeah, absolutely. I know Megan put up a post um, about them closing and, you know, that it's been bittersweet. There's been ups and downs and uh, come in Friday and Saturday night. And then at the 2 o'clock, I think, on the Sunday following, back in eighteen. They were uh, closing the doors for good. It's a great point. So let's get into the specifics of this bar. In October 2018, it did unfortunately close. Megan did post online. The rumors are true. The China Grove Trading Post, a.k.a. the Tipsy Bull, is closing. At Saturday at 2 a.m., our doors will lock. We will not reopen. It's been a long road, good times, bad times, and all the in-betweens. It's bittersweet as we say our goodbyes, but we appreciate everyone being a part of our lives. Interesting, no mention of Bar Rescue in that, you know, it's a classy way to close the doors. Yeah. I don't know. You'd kind of expect maybe something. Thank you to the Bar Rescue team. Well, or... yeah, I don't. Why would they be thankful if they were closing? I'm sure. You know, yeah. you're already dealing with. Like, right. You know, was, and Megan, point. who's not the ha- wasn't the happiest elf yeah. to begin with. Um, um, interestingly, it does look like ownership has changed. A new bar in that location opened in March 2019. The new bar is called Mr. Jim's Trading Post. So they kept some of the old name. They did. They're having, they had a viewing party last night yes. for the show for Bar Rescue. And. Um, you know, the, all the bones of the bar are the same, you know, other than they changed the sign. I think didn't see any pictures of the bull right on the, um, online, but, um, but it seems like, you know, they were able to take advantage of what was gone. Which is good. I'm glad at least to see that location's not going to waste, right? Because it's a yeah. really cool location. Um, and I have to shout out, Bar Rescue Updates does such a good job. Even here, they checked out the receipts. Because in, te- in Texas, bar receipts are public. And it looks like there wasn't much gross from the time of the makeover afterwards. So, But I know there was some. There was a little bit. I was able to read. Uh, you know, There was a little that, bump, but not enough. But not enough to keep it going, no. And that gets us into this bigger discussion okay. around the culture of what's been happening with the last three or four Bar Rescue episodes. Interesting. Interestingly, with these last three episodes, Kev, all of the bars have closed, despite exciting renovations and seemingly excited bar owners. And here's what's happening is these episodes were filmed as many as 15 months ago. This was at least filmed in May of 2018, but everything that's aired since mid-April was all filmed and has been banked for a year by the network and is just airing now. And a couple weeks ago, we had a bar owner who's posted a really frustrated and disgruntled rant as he closed and said... When I agreed to do this, I was promised by Paramount that this episode would be airing within six weeks of my show. And that promotion, that ability to have our bar featured on a national platform is the primary reason we agreed to do this, have this journey displayed on TV. But the fact that you've held it 
inside of the production company and haven't aired it for a year is what's ruined our ability to promote like we need to. So it's actually Bar Rescue's fault for not coming forward with the promises they made by airing it a year later and not giving these bar owners the promotion they need to succeed. Do you think there's any merit to that argument? Um, merit in terms of the promotion could have kept the business going. Mm-hmm. Merit, but that's kind of where it ends because, uh, you know, this is so that's so much red tape with with a Paramount. I mean, yeah. Paramount with that giant network, and and not only the network, but such a big brand and studio. Right, they're not really concerned about. They're concerned of when to put these episodes on. When right. does it make the most sense? Ad sales. And yeah, when's it going to get them the most bang for their buck? So, and who knows? I you know when Paramount when it changed from Spike to Paramount, there was talk in the business. You know, are they going? And they were saying they want to become HBO. Interesting. So, uh, at least I know internally. So then the question is, does a bar rescue fit on an HBO? But my response was, hey, when it works, it works. And right now, so few things are working. We have the best television we've ever had, but we have so much of it. Right. And it's so divided, so spread out, that it's the Wild West. Mm. So if you have something that works, you stick with it as long as you can. And uh, so that's why I was confident they would. And I think, you know, obviously now Wife Swap, same thing. That was a proven brand that works. Now take it off of network, go to cable. Maybe you can make it a little bit more, put some teeth into it. You mm-hmm. know, maybe more like what TLC does yeah. with 90 Day Fiance and, and, and those shows. Um, but, yeah, anyway, long story short. Well, it's it's an interesting so discussion. It's too bad. It's too bad. It's too you bad know? Yeah. I mean, still over half the bars John service are still in business. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's sad with, with the last three. It's always a bummer. It's always a bummer because they do such beautiful things with these bars. But yeah. I'd be very curious to hear what you guys think in the comments. Some of the comments about this issue were very interesting on the Bar Rescue Updates website. Really quick, Tyler says, I feel for some of these failing bar owners waiting over a year for the episode to air when they barely scrape by hoping that the advertising will get people through the door. Uh, but then, you know, K-Mac comes back and says, well, they were already out 150 k The chances of survival were slim with this team as it is. So I'd be very curious to hear what you guys think. We know we have a lot of fans listening to this after show, so comment down below with your thoughts. Kev, I think we got to get out of here. but We have to go, and I, di- I, I didn't catch a preview for next week. I didn't either. I think we uh, might be off next week, guys, but if, if we are, we will definitely be here, guys. We're here every Monday at 2 p.m., and we're just such nerds for this show. Yeah, yeah. I'm we still, love Bar yeah. We know you do, too. It's so embarrassing we've... almost. <laughs> I mean... You know what, though? This is, the again, After Buzz TV is like the safe place. It is. For it's, TV right. Lovers, it's a safe right? place to like admit. You know, I was in Vegas this weekend, and I didn't see uh, John Taffer's from Vegas, and I should have seen if he was around. Yeah. And um, with people that are in finance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the most amusing things was talking about Game of Thrones Billions, 90 Day Fiance, Married at First Sight. Just four thing, random shows came up in a conversation of about 15 people in mm-hmm. one of those uh, tents poolside. And when I tell you, this room of diverse people who are just money people, you know, not that they all came for money, but they were all, their life was money. Right. Financing, finance, 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 investment. Everyone had something to say. Oh my God, the Khaleesi's going to do this. Yep. And this is what's going to happen over here. And I'm obsessed with 90 Day. And you got to check this out. If you think that's good, check that. And it's like, that's what TV, 
discussion does. That's what AfterBuzz does. Yes. And uh, certainly that's what Bar Rescue does. So Bar Rescue does. We'll be here next Monday at 2 p.m. covering it, guys. We thank you so much for tuning in. Again, this has been the Bar Rescue After Show, one of 150 after shows that we produce here at the network. So we thank you for tuning in. If you guys want to catch up on me, catch up with me on Twitter, you can do that, at Jeffrey C. Graham. I'd be happy to share my thoughts with you. I'm just as much of a nerd for this stuff as you are. So catch me on Twitter there. Kev, how about you? Catch me outside, Dr. Phil. (laughs) How about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? You guys can find Kevin at Undergaro, and I'd recommend you do because he's got a lot of cool stuff he's doing. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't really use... No, I shouldn't say that. I know. I'm not both, on social media a lot, but... Uh, both of us are working on it, though, but you have to check out Kevin's podcast, The Tomorrow Show, because not only is it him, but he's surrounded by a group of also really talented hosts, and I do think there's some thematic crossover. I think there is. With that show and this show. I so think you guys, there is. That's Wednesdays at 7 p.m. on Sam Roberts' YouTube channel, Not Sam. Check that out. And guys, we'll be here next week. Thank you Jeff, so much. Wait, Jeff, wait, wait. What do you what do you what do you do on Afterbuzz? What oh, are the shows? I should promote because tonight, Kevin. What what do we got? I am back for the season premiere of The Bachelorette. Oh my god. Which is the biggest thing that happens in television. It's huge. You're right. It is. And, and it's a great I'm example. I'm glad you reminded me because yes. I gotta watch tonight too. So good. If you guys don't watch life. The Bachelorette, you're a yeah, reality it's... TV fan. I will say it is some of the best television on that you can catch. And I'm gonna give a shout out to uh my billions co host yes. Nadine Delapella and uh and Regina over there on doing billions. I have not been able to sit with in with them, but if you're a billions fan, know that the creators of the show and the the cast watch our show. Absolutely. So it's really flattering. That's how good our billions after show is. That's what we do, guys. We love you, we love TV, and we'll see you next week here on Afterbuzz TV. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.